Hello everybody, this is Eddie Hill with Paranormal Analytical and it is now Thursday, November 2nd, 2017. And for our special guest today, we have Rene Rodriguez from Paranormal Analytical and we're going to be speaking to him about UFOs. So get ready to kick back, enjoy and listen as I welcome Rene Rodriguez to the show. Rene, say hi to everybody. Howdy all. And how have you been doing today, Renee? Fantastic. I just got back from, uh, from martial arts. A little bit sweaty, but uh, I'm doing great. Very awesome. So you're doing the martial arts thing, so you're kind of like trying to be Bruce Lee. And uh, I'm just trying to get myself into shape, you know, trying to be able to uh, kick some butt, defend myself, all that fun stuff. I'm uh, doing uh, something called Kunjun Musul. Okay. So it's uh, Royal Court martial arts from Korea. Oh, sweet. Korean martial arts is always awesome. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like, uh, it's Taekwondo on steroids. Sweet. Yeah, I remember when I used to take it, I took it for many years, and uh, I used to take Kapkido, and it was a blast. had a lot of fun with it. However, I did bust my nose many times. It, not myself busting it, you know, it was somebody else doing it for me. Yeah, I just uh, got over, uh, I broke my ribs probably, let me say, about two months ago doing this. We were we were sparring, we were night fighting, and uh, I got tangled up with my instructor, and I fell straight on my side and broke my ribs. That was a lot of fun, but uh, it, it's well worth it. But that's a chance you take when you do martial arts. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, you're not going to forget the mistake you made when you make it next time. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'll never forget what I did wrong, and I won't ever do that again. At least it was uh, it was a fake knife, and uh, it wasn't a real situation where I had to fight for my life. But uh, I'll never make, make that mistake again. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. So today, we're going to talk to you about UFOs. And maybe you can uh, tell us some of your experiences and things that have happened. But, you know, we won't go into the actual karate fights or any type of martial arts that you had with uh, the little green men, if you know what I mean. Okay, the grays. I don't think they're green. That's very true. They are gray. Well, I've, well, I've, I've had multiple experiences with, with UFOs. So, uh, as, as far back as I can remember, I've been having experiences with them. I've, I've seen them. I've interacted with them. Uh, maybe I was abducted. I can't really say for sure. It, I know this sounds kind of bizarre. I, I'm sure people have heard abduction stories before and I'm not quite sure if I have or not it's still kind of iffy uh, but we'll start at the beginning so as far back as I can remember I used to live in Corpus Christi Texas and as far back as I can remember I've been seeing UFOs so I've been you know telling my parents hey what's up in the sky what's a red light what's this and that and uh, they always said oh, it was a helicopter or a plane but I never believed it so when I was younger I used to watch a show called In Search Up with Leonard Nimoy. I remember that. That got me hooked. Yeah, I remember that show. It was a great show. I loved it. That was one of my favorite shows in the whole wide world. They used to watch it all the time. It was about the paranormal and strange things, and that got me hooked as a kid. And um, I think that's what kind of, I don't know if that really influenced me in looking up in the sky, but uh, during the 70s and 80s in Corpus Christi, Texas, there were a lot of UFO sightings. Tons and tons of UFO sightings in Corpus Christi. So 
I used to see him all the time, and my parents never believed me. But uh, I'll go back to the uh, okay. So what happened with the uh, with the abduction thing? What, which I wasn't quite sure. This all started. So when I was a kid, I would wake up. Uh, I was, of course, I'd be asleep, and, I, and in my own bed, I'd wake up, and uh, what I would see is a bright, bright, bright light. I couldn't tell what it was, and it was all around me, and I couldn't move. I was just paralyzed, and the only thing I could do is really open my eyes and just squint and look around with my eyes. And it was a, such a powerful light, I could barely see what's around me, but the only thing I saw was it looked like people standing all around me and I would have a sense of sense of motion and then I'd wake up but I would have these dreams over and over and over and over every like all the time when I was a kid it wasn't every day but all the time but what got me thinking about it is when I'd wake up from these dreams not every single time though a lot of times when I wake up from these dreams I would have these triangle marks on my arms uh looks like little tiny looks like little tiny spider bites insect bites but there were to be in triangle formation i, I find on my legs and my arms and my back um and i was telling my dad and i say like, hey dad what are these things they said oh they're spider bites which i thought was kind of weird because i thought spider bites only had two little puncture marks and i never quite understood why he thought it was uh spider spider bites and it went on for years and years and years until I, I went off to college in san antonio texas and then as soon as they moved out from san uh from corpus christi they stopped so that was my first experiences with you know the strange paranormal side of of things and then from there uh i was hooked so i was always watching the skies looking for anything unusual and believe it or not I think most people if they actually looked up in the sky they would see UFOs because I got in a really good habit of every time I left the building I would just look up I would scan the sky and look around and I would see all kinds of strange things and I usually carry a camera with me and I captured multiple things flying around just bizarre things flying around and uh, I know most people don't believe, um, I know the general public don't believe in UFOs, but if you look up enough, you will definitely see something. <coughs> but nowadays, since there's uh, plenty of drones out there, it's kind of hard to tell what's a UFO and what's a drone. Um, but um, I think most people have an idea what, it, what, what's, what they can and can't do. Oh, but anyways, let me, let me get back to the uh, to the UFOs. But real, real, real quick, so, there, real, real quick, you know, a lot of your experiences that you were just talking to me about, they that really sounds like classic UFO cases or abduction cases. I mean, you've been investigating this for quite some time, you know, as well as you know, just like me. But a lot of the abduction cases that we hear have a tendency to sound a lot like what you've experienced. Do you normally uh, think back when you're talking to people or interviewing people when they start telling you about an abduction case? Uh, do you normally think about the fact that this is something that could have possibly happened to you as well just because of the experiences you had? Well, you know, when I start, first started interviewing people about their abduction experiences, 
I really didn't think about my experiences. I don't know if I just suppressed them or I don't know what exactly happened. But all of a sudden, after interviewing all these people, it just kind of dawned on me about my past. So it didn't really affect me for a long time with thinking about, you know, interviewing people. It never really did until a couple of years ago. So I actually started putting two and two together. You know, it just, I don't know if it was traumatizing as a kid um, or what. It just kind of, I just kind of forgot about it. And I don't think it's because of movies or them telling me. I don't think that I'm making up in my own head. I don't think that that's the case either. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, it's just uh, I don't know what I don't know I don't know what happened. It's just really strange. I know that some of the people I've interviewed had the same experiences I have. Others uh, had people had completely different stories. But uh, the whole freezing up and not moving is a common theme with uh, abductions. With a, at least that's what I've with the people I've interviewed. A lot of people will say, you know, they, they've seen a bright light and they and then they're they're frozen. I don't know if it's frozen in fear or if they have something that they can, you know, physically stop you or not able to move. I don't know what it is, but or it might be just psychological. Maybe it's, um, you know, I call it something. Maybe it's just a dream that I've had, and I've had the same nightmares over and over and over. There's a possibility of that too. But uh, it's it's all the same. You know, it's kind of the same theme. Um, frozen, you can't move, and a lot of times it's a bright light. You can't do anything about it. And um, what I also realize is that when I interview people, is that the family members also have the same same thing happen to them. They kind of it kind of goes in in, uh, in families. And uh, I asked my brother about this, and I don't. He kind of admitted it too that happened to him, but he really doesn't want to talk about it. I think it freaks a lot of people out that they, they're in fact, they don't have any control of what happened to them. So he never really said yes or no, but I have a feeling that something happened to him too. And my parents, my mom and dad never really believed me. My mom did, but uh, my dad was always a real skeptic and said that never happened. Uh, anything happened to him um, and nothing happened to my mom. So I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Tell them, tell me about some of the experiences that you had here in San Antonio. I know there are some that are really fascinating when you think about it, especially the shape and the way these objects moved around. Well, what got me hooked into investigating the, uh, the UFOs is what happened to me in 2008. Uh, since I've been seeing UFOs all the time, you know, I've seen lights in the skies. Everybody's seen lights in the skies. I filmed lots of stuff. So, but what got me really, really hooked was, um, it was in March 2008. I was going to the grocery store. And um, I was getting in my truck, and I happened to look over to my neighbor's house, and I see a kite coming towards me. And I see the kite coming towards me. I'm like, that's a really cool-looking kite. And so I'm sitting looking at this kite, just staring at it, and I'm waiting. Because it's coming closer and closer to me. I thought someone was flying a kite in, the, in someone's backyard, and I'm waiting for it to crash. Because it was getting close to me, I thought, oh, man, it's going to hit the roof. It's going to come down and slam to the street. I was waiting for it so I could take a look at it. But uh, the more I looked at it, the more I realized that it wasn't a kite. It was a, uh, it was a black triangle. Now, I know this is a common theme for the past 20, 30 years with black triangles. And um, so this black triangle was flying 
super slow. Uh, I, I say as fast as, as slow as a fast walk. So this black triangle was coming towards me, going over the house, almost floating over my neighbor's and, house. And how big was and, this thing? Well, the triangle was okay. So from wingtip to wingtip was probably the size a, of a, uh, of a of a large sedan, large car, four-door car. Same thing with the nose and tail was the size of a of a good size sedan. Uh, it was black in color, kind of it's black, but not. It was kind of like dark, like a grayish black color. Really dull, though. And um, you see the thickness of it, maybe six feet, eight feet tall thickness-wise. Maybe. And uh, it was really low. I was thinking 50 feet above the ground. If I had a slingshot, I could have hit it. So it really wasn't so, very far off the ground at all. No, no, not at all. It was really low. That's what freaked me out uh, after I realized what it was. And uh, there was no sound. Uh, so this this craft flew, floated, I can say, floated over in my neighbor's house, floated over my street where I was at, and it went over me. And I looked, when I was looking up over it, um, the bottom of the craft was black, and then it shifted to gold. And it kind of reminded me of, of oil and water. It was kind of shimmering gold and black. And it looks like it was trying to change color gold to black. And I was just stunned. And this is the closest I've ever seen a craft. This, I mean, I've never seen anything like this before. And uh, so it floated over my, my, my street. And it floated over my house. And I ran inside. And I saw my son going up the stairs. And I grabbed him. And I dragged him with me. I totally freaked him out. And uh, I ran through the house with him in tow, opened the back, the sliding door, and throw him, I threw him in the backyard. And I said, just be quiet and look up. And he saw it, too. He was maybe, how old was he, 13 at the time, maybe? And uh, he looked up, and he was stunned, just as I was. And we saw the, uh, the crap fly over the house over the backyard and over the, uh, the neighbor's, the neighbor's house. Now, what I noticed in the, in the back of the craft, it wasn't a perfect triangle in the back. It had like, um, like a cut, like a divot in the back. And, uh, it had little winglets on the edges, uh, on both sides of the edge of the, of the wings had a little winglet spacing in about 45. Okay. We're, 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 you're breaking yeah. out just a little bit there. Uh, go to repeat about the last uh, 15 seconds. Okay, so when the when the craft flew over the house in the backyard, I noticed that the back was um, had a divot. It wasn't perfectly. It wasn't a perfect triangle. It had a little winglets in the back, and uh, they're facing about 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. And the craft the craft wobbled a little bit. You know, left and right. It never dipped up and down. Like it never lost height, but um, it, it kind of its wings. It's the whole thing went left and right, kind of you know trying to maybe orientate itself, and it just kept on slowly cruising. And I ran back inside. I told my wife what I saw, and I said, you know what? I went in there. Told, I talked to her. I talked to her about one minute. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try to find it. I ran back in my truck and I 
got back in the street and I took off and I couldn't find it again. But you know, be, but I came back home. I told my son, "Don't don't say anything to me about this. I'll write down what you saw. Write down words and then draw a picture of it. I'll do the same thing." And uh, we 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 wrote it out. We came back with notes together, and it was the exact same thing. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't seeing things. That's the main reason why I went inside because I wanted to make sure that someone else saw it because it's so crazy that I wanted I wanted somebody else to witness it with me. Yeah, I mean, imagine seeing something like this. I imagine it's really hard to comprehend when something like this is seen so clearly. I mean, the UFOs that I've witnessed as far as, you know, growing up and, and when I've been out and about have always been at a great distance or they've been, it's been dark and it's been in the sky. And you really don't get the same kind of visual as you did with this one uh, instance that you where, where you saw this triangle. Well, this isn't the this isn't the last time I saw something strange in, in my my last house. So this okay. So I had another experience in the same house. This was happened. This probably happened another seven or eight months after that. Uh, I was going outside to uh, drop off some recycling in the, in the recycle bin, the big recycle bin inside of the house, and I was walking with my daughter, and uh, she was with me, and. Uh, well, you know, she, she was out there with me, and it happened to look over to my right. And I saw way off at the end of the street, I saw a black bird. You know, it was no big deal, but when I was looking at this bird, it did a flip. Like, it was coming towards me, and I did a flip. I'm like, whoa, that is a weird-looking bird. What the hell is wrong with that bird? Why is it doing a flip? And I was just staring at this bird. It was to the right of me, and um, it was coming at me, you know, from way down the street. And I'm like, wow, that is a weird bird. So I'm staring at this bird coming at me, and I realized it wasn't, like, again, once again, this is not what I thought it was. So when it was flying towards me, it was about 45-degree angle from where I was standing. Um, initially, when I was looking out straight, I looked to the right, and that's where I saw it. And it was at, it was at Eden Street, and it was going, it was going like a, you know, a normal speed of a bird, just flying. And it would fly, and it would flip, and it would keep on flying and flip. And uh, it was probably maybe eight or nine feet off the ground. And it was coming towards me at an angle, and I'm just dumbfounded. And then th- when it got close enough to me, I realized that it wasn't a bird. It was a uh, it was a black spear the size of, uh, man, let's say, uh, let's say twice as big as a softball. Wow. Black, and it had a black ring around it attached to it. It was part of it. So it was a black sphere with a black ring on it. And it just cruised on by right in front of me. Kind of like... Six feet, seven feet in front of me. You mean it It, it kind of looked like Saturn. That's kind of the, the image I'm getting, like yes. a black Saturn. Yes, it was like a black Saturn. It was like a black Saturn with a ring attached to it. And it whizzed by me. And it went over my neighbor's house, in between my house and my neighbor's house, and just kept on cruising. And that was extraordinary. And also, I had a witness. But my daughter was young then. She was about three, three or four years old when she saw it. And, um, yeah, she was like, oh, you know, when you're that age, I don't think you really quite get it. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, say that you but, quite uh, comprehend something like that at that age, but yeah. <laughs> So I, that that was one of my experiences in that house. So, and that's that's when after I got kind of hooked on. That's when I that you know the first time it happened that was a time triangle graph. So I was already, already talking to um, 
people about uh, UFOs, so I started going to a group called MUFON. So it's Mutual UFO Network. And that MUFON is an international group. That, uh, that's what they talk about. They investigate UFOs and they have meetings. And they have, um, they have uh, MUFON uh, all, over, all over the world. So they had one here in San Antonio, so I started going to the meetings. They would have them every fourth Thursday of every month. And uh, I started going because I wanted to talk to people about what I saw. And um, so when I saw this craft, you know, this other craft, uh, I, I was almost guessing. So uh, I bought myself a night vision scope. So uh, I was using this night vision monocular and looking for UFOs. And I also got myself a DSLR camera and I got myself a low-end uh, camcorder, which was a high 8 uh, I think it was a Sony, and it had low lux capability, uh, like a zero lux, so it was infrared, but it was a high eight, so it was really, it was an older camera, but it was a high-end older camera, so I went, I went ghost, I'm sorry, I went UFO hunting, and uh, I went UFO hunting with that, with those equipment, and uh, I, I first started off in my, my backyard, my house, just to get used to it. So, my other encounters, was in the same house. Uh, so I, I got my binocular and I used to lay in my backyard and used to just stare at the sky and I would see stuff flashing by, flying by, way up, way up high with my camcorder and my camera. And a couple of times with my binocular, uh, it was, it's infrared. And the cool thing about it is that I would see things fly by at night and then I would take it, you know, I would stop looking at it, I couldn't see with my with the naked eye. And the only time I'd see it was with the infrared. And uh, one night, uh, I went out there, I was laying in my backyard, and I, I brought a pillow with me. And so I've done it plenty of times, so I got used to being out there alone in the dark, probably 2 or 3 in the morning. So I lay there in the dark, just looking at the sky and at night. And um, I never really looked over my, my where my rooftop was. I usually looked away from my rooftop uh, because it was a... It was a it was like, you know, there was a lot more area to look at. So I just happened to turn around and look over my roof. Because I normally didn't do that because it, it was all blocked up by trees and stuff. And, of course, my roof. And I realized that there were stuff, there was stuff flying above my house. Like, really close to my rooftop. And up there I saw multiple spheres. Like the same size of what I saw that flew by earlier. It looks like they were like playing with each other, like bumping into each other, flying through each other. And there were maybe six or seven of them just flying around each other like soap bubbles. What I can see in the monocular was was uh, was black and white. Did, and did you try and green. did you try and debunk any of this stuff that you saw? Debunk it? Um, no, not at first. Um, I, it wasn't. I, I didn't see. I didn't think it was any kind of bugs or anything. But the, the strange thing was, it, it, I would see it mold. I, I saw it over maybe about a year. They weren't out there all the time. Uh, just occasionally, I saw them maybe 10 or 12 times I've seen them. Um, just flying above my house, and I would watch them for, for hours just flying around. It was really cool. And um, I, I also brought some people with me, and I would show them. I, I brought some friends with me one night. And they saw it too. I uh, wanted to make sure that it wasn't crazy. And we sat there for hours in my backyard. We brought lawn chairs out there. 
and we would watch the night sky and we would and they would do the same things I did. It was really cool. It, it was a really cool house, um, but that house was really was really strange. Also, um, what I realized, come to realize later on, living in a house for a couple of years, is that house was um, haunted because I would constantly see shadows on the walls. And uh, initially, I thought that uh, they were shadows from the um, cars driving by. You know, a drive a car would drive by, right, right. And maybe reflect off something, and you would see something move on the walls, and there'd be shadows. So I never really paid attention to it. And then one day, my my, my kid, you know, my, my son said, "Man, what are, what are these things on the walls?" I'm like, "Oh, they're, I think they're shadows from the cars." He's like, "No, I don't think so, because the sun's the wrong place." And then I started really paying attention to them, and um, yeah, they were not. They weren't coming from cars. We did experiments where we would stand in front where the sunlight was, and we try to make shadows with our with our own bodies, and we try to put stuff in front of the windows, and we couldn't make the same shadows that we were seeing. And um, my daughter at the time, she told me that she saw a man upstairs because uh, we my bedroom was upstairs and her bedroom was upstairs. And she said that she followed the guy one one day. She followed this man into my bedroom, and he walked into the wall and disappeared. And wow. that was wow. I I've never saw uh, a person in the house. Uh, we had lots of shadows, and this was one of the few places where I was always capturing orbs. Every single time I was taking pictures with the flash there would be orbs in the house. I understand orbs could be caused by dust. Initially, I thought it might have been dust. But it never really happened to me with the orbs outside of that house. You know, the house was fairly clean. Um, we could never figure it out if it was really dust or really just orbs, as people think orbs as in spirits. But um, that house was never quite never felt quite happy um my son also told me that when he would go to the kitchen at night he was always be he was always creeped out he was always he would always run down the stairs he, he thought something was wrong with the stairs so he he'd probably go from his room he'd run down the stairs and be in the kitchen and do his thing real quick whatever he's going to eat or drink and run back upstairs and go back to hide in his room he didn't like being in there when he was alone. I mean, we were always, we were in the house, but when he would come down and eat, he, he never felt comfortable in the house. And I never felt comfortable with that house either. Because after I moved in, into a different house, my new house, I felt great. I don't feel uncomfortable whatsoever. I think it could be pitch black in the house. Same thing with the kids, they're walking around and it doesn't bother them one bit. But the last house was just strange. And, um, oh, the, the stuff that I've been, you know, investigating, people I've been investigating, the house I'm investigating, and I've noticed that there's a there's a pattern sometimes is when when there's you know ghost activities now, uh, ghost activity. There's also UFO activity in the same area. I don't know exactly what one has to do with the other. Well, I wouldn't even think in a million years why would they why would they work together. Well, see that that was that, that was going to be one of my questions. I mean. It is known that, well, I shouldn't say it's known, 
it's a speculation that extraterrestrial entities uh, could possibly also be uh, part of the problem when it comes to hauntings. I mean, it sounds like it could be something that is, you know, could really happen. I, I tend to try and keep an open mind about it because there are so many people that believe in that. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, I, I've heard the same thing. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is. Maybe there were just extraterrestrials. Uh, maybe they got the way of, of hiding and, and watching us. Maybe we're uh, experiments or maybe we're some kind of, you know, intergalactic zoo. They come down there and they, you know, it's like the prime directive in, in Star Trek. You don't mess with the, don't mess with the natives. Just keep cool. Don't be found out and just watch. Don't interact with them. Maybe that's what they were doing. That's, that's maybe that's how they hide. They, they sometimes they can't quite hide well enough, and they, they kind of bleed over into our vision, or maybe we can feel them. You know, maybe we get that spooky feeling that someone's watching us. Maybe because they really are watching us. It's kind of hard to tell. See, the thing is with me is I really don't want to say that, you know, that there were aliens watching me because I haven't really don't have a, I don't have proof. I really want to have some kind of proof, at least more evidence than I say, well, yeah, that's, that was definitely a ghost or that's definitely a UFO. I mean, aliens. But we don't, let, let me clear something up also. When I say UFOs, I don't mean aliens from outer space or interdimensional or whatever whatever you want to think aliens are I, when I say UFO I mean unidentified flying objects so I don't always mean I don't mean that they're aliens from another planet so that's one thing people kind of get confused you know like oh I saw a UFO oh you saw a little great man no I mean I saw something that was unidentified and that's flying around Okay. That, that's that's something we have to have. To, that's something we have to clear up when we talk about UFOs. Very true. I, 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 I agree with you. And just to let everybody know, we're uh, going over a little bit. I decided I'd go over about another five minutes. Uh, so it's going to be about a thirty-five minute program because there's just so much good information that Renee has to share with us. I really don't want to cut it off too soon, but uh, we're going to have to cut it off here in about another five minutes. So I'm going to let Renee continue, and uh, we'll. I think we're fixing to start getting into an other episode or another part of a show that we can do as well. So, Renee, continue onward. Okay, so man, this is just this is just the very beginning. This is the tip of the iceberg. Okay, so uh, I've been hooked on on UFOs. Uh, you know, so like I said before when I, when I was a kid. So this this house that I've been living in now, this part of San Antonio. Uh, it's just really strange to me because I ended up moving about a mile down from where I was because the house I had initially was a rental house. Uh, the haunted house was a rental house. And we moved about a mile down because we wanted to stay in the same neighborhood as my kids. So we were going to school and we it was a good school district. It's still a good school district. You know, I got really good ratings. So we wanted to stay in the same neighborhood. So we moved about a mile down. Now, even though we moved them all down, we still kept on seeing UFOs. Not as many as we did at the other house. I'll give you one last. I'll give you one last story here. So uh, this was about three years ago. I took my daughter, my youngest daughter, to a birthday party, 
And uh, on the way back, we were on a, on a highway called 1604, and I was heading west, um, back towards my house. So I'm, I'm driving with my daughter, and she's in the back, and she goes, Dad, what is that? What is that over there? And I said, what? It's like, what is that over there? And I, have, and I was driving, I look over to my right, and um, I see what it looks like is a banner uh, from, you know, one of those planes that, that pull banners for advertisement. Right, right. I see this rectangle, and it's just sitting there, kind of looks like it's floating. And I'm staring at it. I'm still trying to drive. I'm on the freeway, and I'm trying to pay attention to the road, and I'm trying to look over the right, and it looks like a banner. I'm like, whoa, what is that? I don't see a plane. Where is the plane? Is that is the banner that huge and that far away, and the plane that small? I can't see it. So I'm trying to figure it out while I'm driving. So I'll get my cell phone out, and I'm taking pictures. I'm driving, I'm taking pictures, click, 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 click as much as I can. And I'm driving, and I'm driving, and I'm taking pictures, and man, it's a, it's a triangle, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a rectangle. So it's a rectangle that's kind of a grayish green color, and um, I'm driving, and I, and I take pictures, and I'm like, that's really weird. So I come back home. I sit down and I look at my picture, my phone, and um, it's, it's a what I see. Of course, is a, it's a gray triangle, and it, it kind of shifts color towards the right of the triangle. I mean, rectangle is a triangle. The rectangle on the right side of it is not quite perfect rectangle. It's kind of tilted in on itself towards the right side, and it has a green edge on the right side. And I'm looking on my cell phone, and I don't see a plane pole in this thing. And I took 20 some odd pictures with my cell phone. And I show my kid and I show my wife and I said, wow, that's really cool. Okay, so we end up getting ready for lunch. We were gonna go out to lunch. So we, we get ready and I, I change my clothes. And um, this is about 30 minutes later, we jump back in the car, get back on the freeway. On the way to the freeway, we see the gray triangle again. And now it's even closer. Now I have more witnesses. Now my whole family sees this gray triangle behind the freeway just sitting there floating. And we were just awestruck. And <laughs> I didn't tell you that guys before, but we've seen plenty of UFOs around that around this my, my house. And what the funniest thing happens is like, oh, it's just another UFO. No big deal. So we sit there and watch for like another minute. This gray rectangle floating behind the freeway, like, yeah, whatever. And we go off to lunch and we have lunch. And that is one of my strange sights that I have in my house, around my house. We still see UFOs here. I mean, I have other stories. I know we were running a little late, a little long on here, but um, I can come back the next the next time. I'll, I'll tell you more. I'll share more stories. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, yeah. San Antonio is full of UFOs. I can tell you that. I know this is a this is a military town, and we have plenty of planes flying by. But you live here long enough, you get a feeling. You, you get to know what's a plane, what's a helicopter, and what's what's strange. You know, we we all we all live. You know, we live. I live closer to an airport, and we all kind of get a feel of what's supposed to be there and what's not. You yeah, know, so, these um, are these are things that you're not used to seeing. Uh, I'm sorry. 
that again? These are things that you're not used to seeing that, I mean, in other words, they're, they're definitely not planes. I mean, you live by an airport, you know what planes look like, you know what they sound like when they're going overhead. So when you see these things, you know absolutely, and you're, you're certain that they're not air, aircraft. Oh, absolutely. They're not the standard aircraft. Now, maybe, okay, just one, one quick thing before we end here. Now, the, uh, the Triangle UFO that I saw in 2008, now that kind of matches uh, something that I saw on a, uh, on a website. Supposedly that the um, Navy, I think it was the Navy, had a secret phone that they've been working on for the past couple of years. And it kind of matches what I saw that, that day. It kind of does, but the, the strange thing is, if I did happen to see, if it did happen to be military aircraft, that, that it was a super advanced craft because how slow that thing was going, if it was a standard aircraft, you should have fallen. It should have just fallen to the ground. It should have just, bam, fallen. It was so slow. Now, maybe I saw a super advanced military craft, maybe anti-gravity that they were working on. Um, because it was literally before the, the drone craze, you know, I didn't hear anything, so I didn't see any propellers or anything. Right. So I don't think it was a military, you know, drone as propeller drone like we have nowadays. Maybe I saw a super secret military craft that kind of lost its brains and flew right over the city. I'm not quite sure, but, you know, I, I'm kind of throwing out there that that's another possibility. It might have been a super top secret plane. That I saw, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good theory. I mean, because the possibilities there. But uh, we are out of time, and I want to take this time to thank Renee for being on the show. If you all would like to hear more on UFOs and some of the experiences that he has, because I'm telling you, uh, Renee is loaded with stories of encounters that he has had. And if you've had encounters of your own, please go ahead and uh, send us a message and let us know with some uh, contact information love to have you on the show uh renee thank you very much man i appreciate you being on here oh, you're welcome you know and uh oh, you're very much welcome if anybody has any other questions you can also go to our uh facebook page you can click like on it as well that's at uh, facebook.com forward slash paranormal analytical all one word and uh if you have any questions or anything you'd like to send to us you can send them to info at paranormal and we'd be happy to get back with you. Also, uh, you can send us uh, any requests that you might have on topics or your own stories if you want to talk to us about it. And uh, we'd be glad to hear from you. Y'all take care. Thank you very much. Once again, this is Eddie Hill with Paranormal Analytical. And we will see you again next time.